Hello and welcome back to another episode of Working Title. I'm Victoria Cerrada and I'm here with the wonderful Isha Jorgensen. Hello everyone. <laughs> and for today's episode, we're in Paris. Cause, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh la la. <laughs> Ooh la la. Oui, croissant. <laughs> <laughs> and to celebrate this special occasion, um, we decided to give you a little surprise. Yes. Um, we have now an introduction music oh. and it was composed by T-Rex so here have a listen <laughs> And also, we wanted to give a special mention to the wonderful graphic designer. Julia Monel, who did this amazing imitation. (laughs) We had the concept, but definitely she helped with making it come to life. Um, And yeah, so to celebrate the fact that we just saw Rosalia last concert last night... We thought it would be fun to introduce three movies through the lens of the Motomami energy. So I'll let Isha introduce the movies and then we can talk about them. Yeah, of course. Just so that you know, Motomami is Rosalia's last album. But yeah, let's go to the movies. Just so that you know, we're going to be talking about um, Jennifer's Body, Bones and All, and Raw. So Jennifer's Body is a movie directed by Kevin Kusama and it got out in 2009 and it's a story of two unlikely best friends where one becomes demonically possessed and the, and the other one tries to like fight it and kind of understand what's going on with her yeah and yeah the result is basically eating men <laughs> <laughs> feminism 101 feminism 101 bones and all is filmed by Luca Guadagnino um released in 2022 and it's actually kind of a road trip movie uh about teen runaways on a murder spree uh only they are in love love, only they're in love and are cannibals (laughs) so that a little kind of gory twist um and then raw is a film by julia de corno and it was released in 2016 and it's a story of a teen who comes to vet school um and eats meat for the first time she's been vegetarian the whole her whole life and this is kind of intertwined with initiation hazing rituals mm-hmm. that happen in her uni and basically the eating meat makes her cannibal yeah. <laughs> makes her a cannibal uh so as you can see there's a common pattern here cannibalism and i think it'd be interesting to see what the different tones mm-hmm. of the movie um due to the whole concept of cannibalism and as we're going to be discussing and also we're not claiming whatsoever that rosalia is a cannibal we just (laughs) thought it would be fun to put these concepts side to side especially because in these three movies we have a female protagonist Mm -hmm. two of them are directed by women uh only the one by luca is by a man um and 
yeah do we want to introduce the motomami energy concept yeah yeah so the motomami energy can be actually inter- interpreted as you like but rosalia herself has quoted how she likes the duality in the concept of motomami so moto is both of course motorcycle vehicle yeah the the vehicle itself we all know yeah. what a motorcycle is but i also realized and she also said how moto means strong in Japanese, hard, firm, and strong. That's true. Yeah, and then mami, of course, means mother, means nurturing, means vulnerability, uh, sensibility, and basically she kind of plays around in her music and the concept of the album with these two dynamics. Um, so we thought it would be interesting because having female characters, of yeah. course, we can maybe assess how much of Okamotomami all of these <laughs> characters are and how that plays into being cannibals. Um, okay, I just want to talk about the cannibalism, the three diff- like The biggest difference, I would say, is that raw and bones and all kind of makes it genetic or mm-hmm. like, because, you know, we saw, like, Chloe Sevigny playing the mother in Bones and All. And it's kind of, you know, explicit that the protagonist, the, ah, Taylor Russell plays the protagonist. And it's kind of hereditary and she can't help it. And with Raw, it's the same. Like, it's just she hasn't started until uni because she was a vegetarian. Whereas Jennifer body takes a more vampire mm. for me like twist with cannibalism because it's very much like there is a curse and she has to break the curse but she has to die to break the curse and she's vengeful and she's this like monster like with her i think the other twos are just like humans who feel cursed and their dilemma is like i can't like escape my nature um yeah i think that's a super important point and that's the difference between those two and Jennifer's body is like the the guilt that they feel for being that way mm-hmm. in Jennifer's body is just it's just fun right it's yeah. a game for her it's completely um like she's completely detached of of her actions and for her it's, yeah it's just a game whereas like bones and all and raw, you have this kind of ethical dilemma that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of don't want to do it because they know, of course, eating people is wrong. <laughs> um, but they have to. But I think that that also has to do with the tone of the films because both Bones and All and Raw, I feel, are like metaphors of wider societal issues. Although Raw would say, I mean, yeah, Raw is very much attached to vegetarianism and mm-hmm. kind of the human animal power dynamics that exist. Um, it is much more centered in like the animal, whereas bones and all, there's been so many th- theories about like how cannibalism is a, is a metaphor for, or is coding for queerness. Um, then you can also like talk about the societal context it is based in, which is like, Regan era where there's a lot of precarity where like capital neo-capitalism is so um is thriving and of course there's a lot of like um social like, economic injustice um and i think the fact that these two are attached to 
actual societal issues yeah. um make them very different tonally from jennifer's body because jennifer's body like sounds like a looks and feels like it's satire right like a comedy it is it is fully a comedy like i don't think it achieves the funny at once sometimes because mm-hmm. like some i think also it has aged quite poorly um but i think the way the script is written like i don't know oh, i can't remember what they said but it was like fully like the most teenage expressions like you know, like, lame expressions that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're such a teenager. Um, And I think Jennifer's body, like, is not like she becomes a cannibal and she accepts that there's no consequences or that she doesn't give a shit. It's a character that from the get-go, the dilemma is not from Jennifer's body, like, the <laughs> Jennifer's perspective. Mm. It's from the friend's perspective. Uh, needy. Needy. Which is also, like, so literal as a name. <laughs> I think it's just... It makes it more fun. But I would say, like, Raw also has a sense of humor. That Bones and all, I did not see the sense of humor. Um, because I don't think they wanted it. But Raw, definitely, when they're playing, like, video games, the two sisters and the older sister is like, how did my finger taste? And all that shit that is okay. like... It is kind of fucking funny. Um, and the way she introduces the music, you see that um, Ducorneau had, like, lots of fun with it. Like... She did introduce vegetarianism, but it's also a playful thing of like, I'm going to show you how fucked up I am. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's by far out of the three, the most fucked up. Yeah, of course. Because we were saying how um, Bones and All feels like a Hollywoodization <laughs> of of Raw. We are sure that Luca Guadagnino at least saw Raw once because mm-hmm. there are some common patterns what we were saying yesterday and I think that's something that we can talk about now the kind of push and pull between desire and repulsion yeah. um, and the kind of link with eating meat and just kissing and consuming someone because you're so yeah, because of lust, basically, that you yeah. basically want to eat them. You're consuming um, flesh. You're consuming <laughs> flesh, exactly. Um, and I think that also, you could really see it in their in their expressions and their face. Um, this is not just them being tempted to eat them, but it's also feeling that lust. You know, when you're like attracted to someone, you just really want want to, but then you shouldn't. You know, um, and also what's funny, I realized the three characters are kind of like virgins before they start eating meat. Yeah. So also there's a link of like discovering sexuality through the lens of like eating meat. And in Bones and All, when the fucking creep guy is like, oh, but we shared a body like. It's kind of how men sometimes treat women, like, after sex, of, like, you owe me a relationship now, or some bullshit like that. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Well, Danina was the most hardcore, I think, with the, you know, flesh sharing, you know. Very literal. Um, I think, yeah, that's also something I noticed. These, their introduction or their relationship to meat and eating is very much linked to the kind of coming of age genre that they Mm -hmm. all fit into again these are all like YA young adult uh, films and 
definitely like you see in raw how she starts getting all sexy and dancing in front of the mirror after she's consumed meat bones and all she kind of gets introduced to eating when she felt, falls in love for the first time uh jennifer's body the leg shot after she eats like it's so famous and the lighter thing that you'll see on instagram all All the the time time. yeah they are yeah she's like also yeah getting with boys Mm -hmm. and thriving kind of her conquest by eating them um also she's discovering her sexuality because she's like making out with amanda seyfried no i'm sorry which is but you know that's also another interesting issue like the kind of dilemma with with jennifer's body is that apparently we or the public the audience completely misunderstood what the director was trying to do which is represent like female relationships in a complex way where like friendship very close friendship sometimes gets mixed up with feeling more and romantic relationships but then of course the way it was portrayed was very yeah i was gonna say like it's not that complex it's just because it doesn't feel real when they make out there's no tension prior it's kind of used because it's like oh two hot actresses and they're fighting all the movie like it didn't feel real when they did i was like you just yeah like it didn't it didn't feel like queer you know we do have to take into account that it's the fact that this is a movie of 2009 yeah. and you see, I feel like queer films, at least on the mainstream because they, these, ha- these have been made for a long time, especially since the early 2000s, but in the mainstream, like queer films have yeah. developed much more over the last few years mm-hmm. with Call Me By Your Name and all of this and this was like post-Twilight era it's still like post-Mean Girls all of yeah. that, I feel like Jennifer Body goes into also another genre which is teen films and I feel like because it's trying to do that it also loses a bit of the real like the depth the real portrayal and it's kind of playing around and also Megan Fox I feel like also the choice of getting her after Transformers where she was completely sexualized it's like one year after so (sighs) it's like playing to Megan Fox's aura in that in yeah. that space, and I feel like you can't detach it. Uh, but I think, as opposed to you, I think like Jennifer's body has aged so much better because it was such a flop when it got when it really when it was released. It was such a flop because it was after Juno, and Juno was like academically praised and everything, yeah. and it was such a flop. And then it's become it's become such a cult movie. I think it might be a cult movie, but what I mean by aging, it's like the character of Megan Fox feels very like lackluster in some moments. Like, oh, she's a virgin and she was so stupid that she got into a van and now she's a demon Mm. and now she's an extra slut, which (laughs) I think it's fun. The concept is fun because you can see Megan Fox enjoying playing that character and go- going fully the length. But it's true that sometimes I'm like, why do they have to make out? Why is Needy so needy? And why is she such a loser character and the other is such a winner type? Like, they play too much into the archetype sometimes. Of course, but that's a satire. That's a satire of the film. Yeah, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't deconstruct it in a new way. It just plays into it, and then it's like, okay. But there's no humor 
you know? Yeah, I see what you mean, but I feel like there is an intention with it being so archetypical, you know? It's, I know. It, it's, it's... But then you can't tell me it's about, like, you know, complex queerness of feminism. It's like they had fun with these archetypes, sure. But, like, I, it didn't leave me moved. Like, yeah. I was just like, okay, it's, it's a movie. A, yeah, but it's a satire. It's a, like, it's a comedy. You're supposed to be kind of like, haha, like all the dialogue. But then you really- laugh. Yes, I did. It was like because the 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 lines were just so like taking out of Tumblr, you know, or like things like that. Just kind of, all of the dialogue was just like hot takes, you know. And if you see it that way, if you don't take it seriously, then it's fun, you know. If you see it as literally like Twilight version of Mean Girls, it's fun, but it's not, of course, like a empower- empowering. Yeah, film. this is what I mean. It's like a fun Sunday movie, but. What do you think? Okay, so what do you think about like Motomami energy? That's what I was gonna say. Mm, I think Jennifer's Jennifer's character has the moto element, but she doesn't have the mami. Because she, we never see her vulnerable except for that van, and she just plays stupid. So yeah, and I think I completely agree with you. Um, I think maybe if it would have been another dynamic or another actress that complexity in terms of sexuality and like yeah. friendship between the two would have been a bit more evident but because Megan Fox played such a kind of cold and detached character you saw you felt like she was acting with Needy because yeah. Amanda was a bit more Nat- real yeah. natural she was vulnerable yeah. right um so I don't know if that's part of Jennifer's character or or, or the way Megaphone plays it Megan Fox plays her but yes yeah. th- there was no you feel you felt like she was constant, constantly playing the vampire cold girl, and you can yeah. actually see the human basically. Yeah. Okay, um, Taylor Russell's, Russell's character. Um, she was good as this kind of tortured, um, concerned girl trying to figure out what was going on um kind of having that teenage uh mental breakdown yeah. you know trying to find herself getting being curious meaning this her love one for the first time yeah. but so she had the the mommy energy i, I would say. say the same thing like she has the mommy but i don't think she has the motto she ha- she you know she doesn't have the motto energy uh yeah, I I felt with I felt with Taylor Russell that she kind of stayed in that stage. I didn't see. I think she was very soft, and for me, the problem is like her character. She played it really well with a lot of nuances, and Timothy also did a really good job. But is what I was talking with a friend after I saw the movie. I was, you know, this type of movie has to leave you. You know, when I saw Call Me By Your Name, there was a doubt of like, oh, they got together in real life. Mm-hmm. I never felt like there was a genuine like love attraction from there. I I thought there was a lot of caring between the characters, but I wasn't like moved like, oh, this is love type of thing. So for a love story, I was like, ah, they're both really good. But when they come together, there's something that I'm like, sure. Yeah, I completely agree. But the thing is, I, I'm not sure that was the 
That's why, yeah, I wasn't sure that was the main theme of the film. Because there were other themes, like cannibalism, again, that you it's based in. Calling by your name, the only kind of plot or narrative that is important is basically the two of them. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, there's so many other things going on. But I also felt that, and I don't know if that's what we were supposed to feel, because I've heard of people being completely moved by their story um, and actually identifying the complete opposite like comment we just did we just made just being like oh i think it works very well as a young adult love story but not as a cannibal like new way of representing cannibalism and for me yeah it didn't it didn't it's it seemed like a good friend like a very strong friendship and they kind of bonded because of the cannibal aspect but not because of the attraction or the passion but maybe that's not what it's supposed to link them I don't think it's passion, but like, you know, this, when you think of the love stories in cinemas, like sometimes it's not about passion, but it didn't, you know, I wasn't like when they they were in the scene together, there wasn't like sparks type of thing. So that's what I was confused. Maybe it's intentional, Um, but I do think it, it is a major theme because the last scene, it's like supposedly the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, eat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, I think that, like, I mean, blurry line between, I love you so much, I want to eat you, and I care for you, and like love. I think that was very well represented. I feel like that was really beautiful. I don't know why I thought it, that was very effective, like eating his heart out. That's just so. <laughs> beautiful there's something so literal about this because it's such a like literally way of representing how you would want someone and yet no one has does it has has done it you know (laughs) i i just thought it was so beautiful and how he he sacrifices himself but i don't know i wasn't i was i wasn't super moved by their connection and what you were saying uh how 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 did people react in the cinema because the, were people laughing or were people crying? Because I heard this 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 person say how she was like crying since the very beginning, and really? in my and in my cinema already were like four people, but then and then we're just like laughing sometimes when they were talking about their stories of how they ate their parents or well like how Timothy Timothy ate I don't know what happened exactly with dad I remember but. Oh, really? They laughed? Okay, that moment was tense in my cinema. Um, But also there was like five people because I took a very late night session. And when I saw like Chloe Sevigny's character, I know it was supposed to be dramatic. The parking lot scene did a lot more for me than when she was like with literally no hands trying to chomp on her daughter. I thought that was funny. Yeah. I mean, now talking to you, I felt a bit warmly. But during the actual film... I was not, I was not vibing with their acting, actually. I was, I, I just thought, I wasn't, be, I wasn't moved. Like, I was just, I don't know. I actually felt that um, Timothy's character was introduced as a very, uh, like, when you first see him in the, in the supermarket, like, so kind of topical with, like, weird hair and kind of like oh no. what are you doing yeah no, i was i'm sorry i, was like, I can't no. believe this is the introduction of timothy and also for the first time 
I was not a fan of Timothy's interpretation. Can't. Like every time I've seen him in a new movie, I'd be like, wow, I'm seeing like a new part of him. And here I just saw him being kind of like a mixture of like call me by your name and don't look up uh, character. I did not see a new perspective of Timothy. And I don't agree whatsoever. I I think I think he's first of all I think he can do anything on camera and look interesting. That thing of like charisma, I think certain actors have it. Um the youngest right now and I think Zendaya and him literally like Zendaya had nothing in Dune and she was so charismatic and she had no action whatsoever or like barely any dialogue. Um and I think Timothy's character this kind of like douchey I don't give a shit but I want something profound like you know soft boy energy because that was like yeah but we've already seen him in that register and I don't I don't know yeah but also like he's not gonna do something like method and different every time I think it was like a clean good performance and he understood his role in the movie which is like I'm a co-star, but, like, I'm not the protagonist. Exactly, and that's what I kind of felt sometimes. I felt like he was too much of a supporting character in the sense that too many things of him were, like, exaggerated for the other protagonists to be viewed in a certain way. Like, he was, again, I think his wardrobe was just not working for me. I think it was too... um, I think the wardrobe in general, like, it's the first time... In a long time, we're in a movie. I'm like, what the fuck are they wearing? And also with her, because I was like, this feels like... it. She's it a big didn't... baby. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, she was like like wearing like diapers. Like kind of, I don't know, white stuff. I was like, is she wearing like a diaper, like her pajamas? And she was always carrying this bag. And again, I think that's where they're trying too hard to make it kind of like queer. Being like, oh, this guy is kind of like androgynous and is wearing pink hair and... Like, but small also crop tops, and then she's wearing like super baggy clothes, and uh, again, I feel very exaggerated. I don't know. For me, it was the red hair rather than the um, the wardrobe for him. I was like, it's cool that he's going because they reminded me. I was like, a good reference would have been like Patty Smith with a you know just kid. I don't remember the name of the Robert. Robert, um, I think a type of dynamic like that would have been like so beautiful of like this deep friendship, and I think sometimes it achieved it. But also in the wardrobe, I would have liked to seen it. And also, red fucking hair is not easy to do. And if you're on the road, I, that's <laughs> something that like made me mad. I'm like, you just wanted to give him a look so that he could share a lot of pictures, and everyone would have gone like. Oh, you know, that's the only choice where I was like actively like you've done this for marketing. It seemed it seemed out of time too. Like yeah. it seemed like he was wearing modern clothes, you know, because that kind of, I mean, like yeah. early two thousands, and this is supposed to be earlier. Uh, no, this is like sixties. Yeah. No, eighties, eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it just seemed for me it seemed like Tom. Yeah, like Instagram version or fan fiction of Timothy. I I feel like maybe I can like detach Timothy from the Shalomania that exists right now. Um, and that's what is what what was kind of bothering me. And I just thought it was interesting because I've managed to kind of ignore it in other films. Yeah, in this one, 
I was just seeing the product of like everything people wanted Timothy to be and I don't know. But we're not talking about Timothy. We're talking about no, we're talk- female energy. Exactly. And so we're deciding <laughs> that uh, Taylor Russell has the mommy but yeah. doesn't have the mother so much. No, because she was, she was have- a little bit passive in the story of like the only moment where she takes a decision is like to go off by herself and it doesn't last very much. Yeah, true. But they, she's much in the sense that they're like riding a car and going around going on a on a murder spree and it being a road movie so at least i mean she's making up for not having that in character but she has that in 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 movement yeah no 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 yeah although i think it was mostly timothy driving driving. oh my god horrible stuff um also i think it was funny to see how like cannibalism in in raw uh sorry bones and all like the way it's just shown and how they're like their positions they're eating in and how like their hair is kind of uh all over all over when they finish eating someone and the way it was portrayed was very sexual i would say yeah like post-coital yeah exactly and i think that's also something that happens in raw and that is so evident in the way she's you know that scene when she's looking at her best friend's torso and she's desiring him and it's a bare torso and she's like trying to control it and then of course the final yeah. scene which is I wanted you so much that I've eaten you although it wasn't her it was her, her yeah. sister but she could have done it as well yeah. um, and I think here we can really see the Motomami yeah. Jua Aluti best represented she starts as a fully mommy energy and slowly she builds up her motto yeah she builds up her motto which is i'm a cannibal and i'm proud of it no but she still she builds up her motto and still remains mommy yeah no that's the thing she comes in completely mommy completely vulnerable an innocent girl that's what we mean by mommy in this case also wanting to care for his sister um and then she just becomes like a confident cannibal and also yeah i think what i love that it was a first of all i love that julia ducorneau is fully committed to doing gore because i think female gore for me her movies were the first ones i like i've seen a few but this is the first active memory of like something so gore and so femme at the same time because her desire it's like almost a desire like that you don't show the not like pg female desire which i really loved in that character because it was like so fucked up it was like a fucked up version of like female sexuality because it's like so intertwined with like like you know harming yourself because she does like bite on herself and i don't know i think that acting is so spectacular. The like the way we get introduced to the character is like, um, bye mom and dad. I'm off to uni. And the like last scene where she's just crying at the realization that her parents like fucked her over. Oh, I yeah. think that actress is so spectacular, and what she does, it's like out of the park, brilliant. And you now now mentioning like her family and everything. I'm thinking about, yeah, representing female relations and that intention that apparently uh, Jennifer Body's story had, which was, yeah, 
representing female relationships in an alternative, more complex way. Here, it is effective with yeah. the relationship with her sister, because many times sister, friends, relationships can have many things in common. Yeah. Although sisters, like family ties, that's just it's a, whole, a whole other thing. But here, it's two young girls also going to uni. Um, and you can see that that like playfulness and love between them, but also that rivalry and fucking over each other fucking over each other getting emotional but then also sharing the same experience not knowing how to deal with it um which i think in their case now that i think of it like cannibalism is kind of like family trauma yeah it's like they are so fucked up in the eyes of the world right after the experience because they basically started eating people at uni and got caught (laughs) but i think there's something so beautiful in the way they share it, like even through the plexiglass at the prison scene where it's like, oh, the scar you gave me and the finger you ate. And it's kind of like we hurt each other through this like pain we share, but we still come together through the pain. Yeah. And here you see how um, initiating her like trajectory in cannibalism does play into her um you know be- becoming an adult yeah. whereas in in bones and all it's i don't see that much of a difference in her character once she eats flesh yeah. she just has guilt but i think like julia Ducono really does a great job using cannibalism also like as a way of representing her like character development yeah. um and yeah, I think she's she's just so great in how she can represent both the motto and the mommy energy. Because um, it's hard. I yeah. think also her physique helps. Yeah. Like she can be very... But also if you can't act, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah. And also, I was going to say, Julia Ducourneau has a little... Like, it's very... Has an explicit themes of like cars also. Like car accidents. Yeah. Um, cause you know, bra starts with a car accident and is related to the plot and Titan as well. And it's also a very fucked up version of like accidents, but because in both cases they're like actively done. So also the destructive nature is really interesting. Yeah. I'm realizing how vehicles are also a thing in the three of the three of them in the three films. Oh yeah. Cause uh, low shoulder, the van. The, yeah. The yeah. van, how like that is guiding jennifer to her grave you know they like um lock her in that van and they kind of basically rape her i mean rape her violate her kill her (laughs) um then also cars and bones and all as a vehicle for them to like escape cars in in raw as the way to eat or also like when we see the kind of gas station the place Mm -hmm. where there's also horrible power dynamics between between old men yeah. and young men. young men um so i think it's interesting like i maybe it's now because we're having the motomami lens and we're focusing also on yeah. vehicles but it's interesting to see how much of a device like vehicles <laughs> are in films um and yeah the moto the moto energy being just present all over the place oh, maybe rosalia it. is just like enchanting everyone although like <laughs> jennifer was was Oh, well, I mean, all, all of, of those films. 
We're earlier than Motomami. Yeah. We're made yeah. earlier than Motomami. Let's get some scores. Yes. In all of these films. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, it's a good tradition. Yeah, Why we not? have to follow that tradition. And I have okay. friends that said they liked it. <laughs> okay, so. Then we'll do it for your friends. Yeah. There's, there's a shout out for those friends. You know who, you know who mentioned it. You know who you are. Um, okay, let's go Jennifer's body. Expectations, enjoyment, and retrospect. Um, expectations. I already seen it, so it was more of a remembering thing. I was not expecting to enjoy it whatsoever. Because I, I didn't like it back in the day. I think it was very teenage intense phase when I saw it. So it was definitely the satire flew over my head. Um, so I think this time there was an enjoyment in terms of like the humor in it and like how lame the characters were. There wasn't even one that you're like, I want to be her. Like all the characters are profoundly dislikable. So I enjoyed that. And then in retrospect, it didn't leave me thinking. So I would say, you know, expectations, three, enjoyment, good seven, retrospect, five, like, meh, you know, continued about my day, so to speak. What about you? Me, I actually saw it for the first time, like, two months ago in the cinema. Oh! (laughs) In the festival, in Cambridge Film Festival. Uh, They were doing this, uh, like part of the program on horror in the early 2000s I'm not sure what it was there was it was a fancy name yeah. <laughs> but I was actually very excited to see it because I follow like so many kind of 2000s uh, <laughs> cool kind of romanticizing the early yeah. 2000s accounts on Instagram and Jennifer's body was always there and I was like mm-hmm. I have to watch this film uh so I would say like yeah expectations um a seven because yeah. I was like, wow, this is quite culty and this is quite mm-hmm. popular. So I think it's going to be good. Enjoyment. Yeah, also a seven. I was having fun. I did. I was not taking it seriously. I was just like, it was so interesting for me to go back to Twilight. Because me, for me, it was Twilight. It had the Twilight lights. Yeah. It had the twi- like Twilight. Small town Small town vibe. Yeah. Also... Just like Zach Efron references, it just had the whole two thousand and eight yeah uh, aesthetic, and it just took me back to that time. I was like, "Wow, I remember this time. I remember this 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 era in in filmmaking." So it was fun to go back to it and retrospect. Uh, seven. <laughs> it's like seven all across. Uh, okay. I think it's. We should take it as it is, which is just sometimes clumsy, fucked up, but it's a satirical movie about people mm-hmm. eating people. Uh, then let's go to Bones and All. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> expectations, they weren't high. Like out of all the films this year, this is one where I was like, I'm going to watch it. Like, of course, I'm going to watch it, but I don't think it's going to transcend and whatever it was more to see an update of like timothy and luca you know new movie and see what the whole taylor russell thing was about so i would say it was like a six seven like i was like yeah i'm gonna watch it uh but it's not gonna change my life when the enjoyment i think it was very exciting to go to the cinema because i hadn't been in a month and I don't know. I I really enjoyed watching it, like being alone in the cinema, like almost alone. And 
I think the story just surprised me. Like, I didn't think it was going to go there. Like, just the first scene after she chomps on the other girl. I was like, oh. Although I knew it was, like, cannibal. Um, so I would say it was, like, 8-9 in terms of enjoyment. Retrospect would also be an 8. I think what affected it. Because when I came out of the cinema, I was like, oh, this is so good. Then I started talking to people. And they kind of went, like, yeah, it's just basically a movie about like how easy it's it is to be a cannibal and i was like oh okay i don't know sure um and also like reading reviews and thinking about the charisma they had together i was like actually like in terms of love story it didn't work for me um so i think yeah retrospect and eight yeah i would say expectations yeah a six i wasn't like very similar to you i I had seen like I I should be like Luca, yeah. like I, no I'm I'm one of those people that really liked Call Me by Your Name. Like I'm Same. not gonna lie, when <laughs> I saw it, I was so fucking moved. I just thought their chemistry was amazing. I mm-hmm. re- I then related so much to the kind of European summer and like so many languages mm-hmm. in a film. So for me, it was very refreshing to see that kind of European. Uh, stain in a Hollywood like in an American production I just thought I really liked that so I really liked Luca mm-hmm. um, was excited to see what he was doing but I kind of forgot that Bones and All was coming out um, so yeah expectation I, 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 I was like yeah sure I want to see what's, what's mm-hmm. going on uh, enjoyment yeah also a six I think I'm being a bit harsh like I, I actually did like it but from what I have heard, from what I've I had heard, I just thought it was gonna be so much more moved, and I was I was super appreciative of the style and the, that opening sequence. I think was brilliant. Yeah, I think that opening sequence was brilliant because yeah. it already says everything. Mm-hmm. She's there. She's not knowing how to relate to people, how to act when she feels that desire, and she's in a sleepover. Yeah. And, and it's also kind of like tension, like tense between her and the friend. Uh, and then she eats a finger, and I think it's just like so introductory of what the film is gonna be like. Um, but yeah, I wasn't completely, I wasn't moved by the story. I was just, I was enjoying it, but didn't didn't make me cry, didn't mm-hmm. make me feel a lot for the character. So six, and then retrospect. Uh, I I think I might I even like up my score a seven because I think even though it didn't move me, the idea especially I think was really cool and it's really mm-hmm. hard to do something new with young adult films yeah um especially romantic films and i think giving it kind of a twist is a very a, a new way mm-hmm. of treating young adult movies so i'm i'm happy with that and then lastly raw raw the expectations were like when i saw it back in the day it was really like the hype was intense like i remember it was the movie that like oh somebody fainted in the cinema we need to go watch it like because i was yeah 16 at the time so i was like fully a teenager but i saw it like later like two years after that when i was 18 so my expectations were quite high um i think it was like probably eight nine because i was really i wanted to see that movie and what everyone talked about i think enjoyment not gonna fucking lie i had to like i saw it at home and i had to stop and take a break 
Like it's oh, it was one of my first times seeing gore. I think now I'm more used to it. And when we saw it together yesterday, it was like much better, my tolerance <laughs> for it. But um, yeah, the enjoyment was a six. Like I suffered through it, and I think actually in truthfulness it would be an eight because it was a pleasure and struggling to watch it um so it's kind yeah, it's of it's hard it's hard yeah. to like rate enjoyment with gore yeah of course you, you didn't enjoy. enjoy it but that's part of the joy right exactly so i think it does achieve that so for that it was probably eight nine but mm-hmm. in truthfulness in the moment if i was truthful to the moment it's probably a six because of the struggle um in retrospect is a th- movie i think so often about like i genuinely do and i really like uh, julia ducorneau like i think she just does something that nobody else is doing and it it just i think it's so exciting so yeah i think what's the rate though you didn't say nine nine ten yeah i was gonna say it jeez louise <laughs> i'm thinking about Sorry, it i was like well, how much is she gonna give it <laughs> and you me um expectations were high it's one of those movies i've had like on my list forever every time we're talking about either a disturbing movie gore movie niche weird movie everyone talks about raw so i was like i have to watch this film Mm -hmm. but i struggle with i mean i i have to push myself and i am so appreciative of it but i was like pushing it because seeing gore is hard for me uh so it was good Though I forced myself to watch this one for this episode. Yeah. Um, but the expectations were high, yeah. Like, I would say eight, eight, depending on, like, yeah, considering what people had told me. Enjoyment, like you, I mean, truthfully, like, watching it in the moment, I basically did not see half of the half of the scenes. <laughs> That's the way I do it. I'm like, I basically put my hands on my eyes, yeah. leave a little space that allows me to see what's going on. But I, I have zero tolerance for these kind of things. But I think it's important to watch them, even if it's halfway. So I would say like two in terms of enjoyment in that sense. But what you were saying, yeah. you were talking about like the effectiveness of showing gore and having that effect on you. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, eight, nine. And then retrospect for sure, nine, ten, like you. Um, it's, I think, like the way she combines both gore and such a... Uh, relatable and like a kind of authentic local experience of university and a human experience in general the way she blends these like fucked up things with such like mundane yeah. scenes it's just so interesting I think maybe the fact that we're both Belgian we can relate, yeah. <laughs> relate with the Belgianness of the film just the, what you said when we started the film the light the is light, so Belgian the light is so, so Belgian, Belgian that like blue horrible yeah. grey light <laughs> Um, and I think, yeah, you can, you, you, you say, oh, this, this woman is fucked up. This woman is fucked up. Like you see such an identity in the way she, she does film. So 10, 10, 4. We end with a 10. That's we perfect. We end with a 10. Yes. Well, I think that was all for today. Um, I think we, it's a very motomami episode. Yes. <laughs> We were motomamis yesterdays. We are motomamis yesterdays. We are mot- We were motomamis yesterday. We're motomamis today. And we will be tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> and we wish you the same. Yes. Yes. Bye. Bye.